2: You can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
0: Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details.
3: You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio.
2: Final hour on this Tuesday. Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Glad to have you on board. One of my favorite writers, Wright Thompson of ESPN, has written another book. It's entitled Pappy Land. It's sort of about Pappy Van Winkle. This high-end bourbon, or at least it's a, a, a bourbon that's highly collectible. And if you can have a 23-year-aged bottle of Pappy Van Winkle, it might go for $3,000, $4,000. Supply and demand. And uh, so Wright wrote this book on, you know, Pappy the guy who started, or his grandfather started, Pappy Van Winkle, and spends a lot of time with him in Kentucky, and he'll join us uh, coming up here in a little bit. It's really about family, but it it has to do with bourbon as well. And only Wright Thompson can sort of weave, you know, this storyline through all of this. Yes, Eden.
4: how much of Pappy Van Winkle's like success, or uh, I don't know, name is is marketing versus how great it really is?
2: Well, I think it's we want what we can't have. And when somebody says, oh, it's really rare to get that. Pappy Van Winkle doesn't, if you see it in the store, it doesn't cost you, you know, probably cost you less than $100. But if you see it on the secondary market, it can go for $5,000. It's, it's, it's wild. It's crazy. And if I did a taste test and I said, here's Pappy and then here's Buffalo Trace or Bullet, or mm. you might not be able to tell the difference between the two but we want what we can't have therefore people want pappy van winkle and pappy van winkle gets a lot of blame because people think he's the one that's price gouging him he hasn't changed his prices at least i don't think he has not much but that secondary market if you google pappy van winkle you're going to go what for a bottle yes pulling
5: pappy's driving a benz these days <laughs> i don't think he's in a pickup <laughs> I think that's the same way with some uh, beer companies. Some of these small craft beer companies, they only distribute on the property, and you have to go to them, and it creates a buzz around them, and that's a big deal in the beer
2: industry. Well, Spotted Cow, Heddy Topper, those are two that, uh, in the last couple of years, now Hetty Topper is no, now more readily available. Yeah, about it,
5: seven, eight years ago in northern Vermont, Heddy Topper was only available in a small town, and they only sold it on the property. Yeah. It was Alchemist Brewing. And it became a buzz. And it, it is a great beer, but the buzz was as good as the, bigger than the beer.
2: I like Spotted Cow better. Spotted Cow in Wisconsin. And uh, you can only get it in Wisconsin.
5: Have you traf- trafficked some Spotted Cow? Have I cow?
2: trafficked some Spotted Cow?
5: Participated in the trafficking of Spotted
2: Cow? Yes, I have. Mm. Yes, I have. Uh, my son went to Wisconsin and brought back a six-pack for me. Like Smokey
5: the Bandit, you sent him to make a run? Yes.
2: Yes. Midnight <laughs> run. And then uh, I had a listener who sent me some uh, some spotted cow and actually some signs, uh, beer signs for spotted cow. Uh, I'll be able to put those up in my jail cell when I go to prison. What are you in for? Uh, trafficking. Oh, yeah. What would be trafficking? Uh, spotted cow. Beer. What? Yeah. Spotted cow. That's probably not going to play well in the yard. Just to let you know. I would just stick with trafficking, not trafficking spotted cow. Got new odds out for uh, who's going to be the favorite for the national championship. Uh, I think everybody, well, no, you might be surprised that Clemson is still ahead of Notre Dame. So it's Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Notre Dame, Florida with a big win over Georgia. What happened to Georgia's defense? And I came away with a whole different feeling about Kyle Trask because he hung in there. Uh, had some big throws in there. That was, that was a big game for him. BYU is sixth on the list to win the national title. Now, granted, there's a long odds. Cincinnati, and then it's Texas A&M, Oklahoma, Georgia, Oklahoma State, Oregon's in there, Texas, USC is in there. But it's basically Arizona or Alabama, Arizona, Alabama, Ohio State, and Clemson. Then there's a big drop-off between Clemson and Notre Dame. Uh, Your Heisman favorite is not Mac Jones at Alabama, not Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, not Kyle Trask at Florida, not Zach Wilson at BYU. It's Justin Fields at Ohio State. Right now, the odds-on favorite for the Heisman Trophy. Yes, McLovin.
6: Is he going to be able to get enough games in? I don't know. I mean, not just because of his program, but the program he's facing.
2: I know. Wisconsin has to get this game in this weekend against Michigan, or they have no chance to be able to uh, qualify for the Big Ten championship. M- Michigan, I guess you want to play this game. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, but Wisconsin's been rested, that's for sure. Angry and rested. But, you know, you start to look at what's happening. You know, you had uh, cancellation in the uh, Pac 12. Uh, you got one in the SEC coming up this weekend. You don't know if you have another one in the uh, Big Ten. I just saw where Ben Roethlisberger is right now uh, in the uh, the COVID protocol here. He's he's uh, he hasn't tested positive, but uh, I guess it's a high risk and it's interaction there. And then I think he's got to wait five days before you know he's got to. Test negative, this game against the Bengals coming up this weekend as I try to ad-lib my way through that. Yes, McLevin?
6: It's funny, you know, the new rules are going to be if they cancel a week, then there's no bye week. Right now, the Steelers have the bye. What if they were the team that had to cancel? I know.
2: And I mentioned this, just keep an eye on this. This is really sneaky. Uh, I don't know if you know about this, but the NFL owners are voting today to approve a COVID-19 contingency playoff plan. Now, that's only going to be used if a meaningful game is canceled. The plan will throw out the current format, replace it with a seeded bracket, and expands the total number of playoff teams. A source told me this morning, hey, this this is being enacted this year if there's a cancellation. This is the future of NFL playoffs, in his opinion. He works with the NFL, and he said this, I think, is one of those that we're thinking about it. Now, when they think about it, it feels like we gave great thought to it, What's the reaction from the media and the fans? And then could we implement this? Now, let me go a little bit further here. If a team is unable to play all of its regular season games, the plan then expands the number of teams that make, makes the playoffs from each conference to seven, from seven to eight. And also, understand, baseball expanded, NBA expanded. every All of these leagues, they're adding, not subtracting. College football missed a golden opportunity this year, in my opinion. They should have expanded to eight teams for this year to get some money to some of these athletic departments with some of these other schools and conferences. Now, each division winner will make the playoffs. Four additional teams with the best record in their conferences make the playoffs. Ties will be broken. They have uh, 10 different metrics, head-to-head, conference-winning percentage, strength of schedule. Once the playoff teams are decided winning the division ceases to matter. Each conference will seed their teams by winning percentage. Then instead of the normal wild card round and a first round bye for the top team, all 8 teams play each other using a bracket format. The first ranked team, the top seed will play the 8th ranked team, the second team will play the 7th and so on and so on. I think this is the future here of NFL playoffs. Yeah, Paul.
5: I keep going back to what you've been saying in the past month that college football not doing this. Yeah. It, it, it's a, a green light for every league, every professional and college uh, organization to do whatever they want this year to make money to recoup money. Everybody wants more sports. It, it's a it's another whiff by the NCA because nobody's in charge.
2: Yeah, that's the problem. Uh, that you know these are the Power Five conferences that are running college football, but they d- just missed a great opportunity in my opinion. I mean, imagine if you got BYU and Cincinnati in there, and you you may go, oh, nobody wants to see them. Watch those two teams and tell me if nobody wants to see them. Cincinnati is a good team, good defense. BYU's got a first-round draft pick at quarterback. I just want to see these teams get a chance. Because that's all you want, a chance. And if you have eight teams, okay, Alabama blows out BYU. Okay, no harm. But if you're only going to be playing seven games and you had this playoff to maybe play ten games, I'm not taxing these kids as much as I would during a, a regular season where they're playing twelve regular season games and then we tack on three or four more games. Yeah, McLovin.
6: So is this a one-time thing? Because you guys are both forced, as I remember, for like Final Four, not
2: Final Eight. Well, I like the Final Four, but in but you know, in this year, under these circumstances, baseball expanded, NBA expanded, NFL's talking about expanded, college football. I don't want it to be left in the dust. I don't want it to be a dinosaur here. I want it to realize, all right, we got to think bigger picture here. Now, maybe that happens when the Power Five conferences decide to unite and they say, this is how we're going to do it as we move forward. You but
6: know? do you stick to the expansion in all these sports or do you contract back? It's,
2: it's... I, I, I don't want everybody making the playoffs. I don't want 16 teams making the NFL playoffs. And MLB. And MLB. No, I don't want that. Uh, the NBA. I, I don't want that. Like, I want it to mean something if you make the playoffs. And I think what happens is you can have a team that's the best team in the regular season. They could get knocked off by a team that is struggling, scrapping, scraping their way into the playoffs, and they're playoff ready when they start their opening round. And that's that's not fair to the team that was best during the regular season. You get hot for four games, five games. I, I, I don't like that. That's not a true test, true testament to... Uh, you know, the greatness of a team or the regular season. Yes, Paulie? It
5: also seems unfair to a program like BYU, which is probably going to finish undefeated at 10-0, and 0, and they're going to have no chance, very little chance to play for the playoffs. Yeah. And, you know, if, if other teams in like the Big Ten played a full schedule where they had to play 10, 11 games, they'd have more opportunities to lose and more opportunities for a team like BYU to move up.
2: Other news, Sergio Garcia announced yesterday that he'll miss this week's Masters. He contracted the coronavirus. He felt symptoms over the weekend. He was at the uh, Houston Open. And as if the course wasn't enough to worry about, now the world's top golfers and their caddies are in Augusta with an extra layer of concern. And everyone's going to be tested. And hopefully everybody's safe and able to compete. But nothing normal about this year's tournament. And Paulie brought this up this morning. When you think about 2020 in the world of sports, it's like you wake up and you have to walk around with your shoes on the wrong feet. Like There's nothing normal. There's nothing comfortable about it. We have the Masters in November, and it's disjointed. Basketball just ended, and now it's just getting ready to start again. But November, not April. Sights and sounds. No patrons there. Still the same course. But It's just about getting through each week, each day. And this is every sport. You're just trying to get through it. If they can manage, we can focus on the golf and enjoy one of the best events in all the sports. Whether it's April or November, Augusta still looks beautiful. Uh, Rain in the forecast. I'm curious what happens with uh, Bryson DeChambeau, because he's going to be hitting some drives probably 400 yards. Is that
5: a shorter course in comparison to like U.S. Open courses?
2: Probably. They can't lengthen it much more than they already have. And I still maintain, and this goes back probably seven years ago, where uh, I was friends with somebody at Titleist. And I, I said to him, I said, do you think that the Masters will ever say, if you want to play in the Masters, you have to have our modifications for a golf ball? Because the, the clubs are unbelievable, but the golf ball is changing the sport. But NASCAR says that when you go to a certain track, restrictor plates, that's like this. If you go to Sonoma, this is the way we race here. And I think, I, well, I don't think, I wonder if the Masters just said, we're going to put our logo on your golf ball. It has to pass our specifications, whether it's Made, it's Callaway, it's Titleist. Uh, go down the list of these golf balls. I'm not saying you go back to, you know, wooden clubs here or actual woods, you know, that there's wood in the wood. Carry own bag. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Something like that. But I wonder if they just do uh, sort of flight restricted where you want to get back to golfing, not just who's the most powerful player out there. Golf is becoming a lot like baseball. It's just it's all about power. And you miss the people, the players, who, like, you look down through the list, there are a lot of golfers who never would have won majors. But they were great golfers. But it's about power and being able to overpower these, you know, par fives and make them a driver and a nine iron. That's not the way the courses were made. And you can't add too much to those tee boxes. They tried to do that on a couple of holes at Augusta. But there are certain ones. There's no more space there, no more room, and I just hate to see these golf courses being made antiquated. They, you know, the reason why they were set up, how they were set up, uh, you know, the approach shots are going to change a little bit with power and you know the uh, equipment. But I'd still, I'd hate to see Augusta, you know, rendered a just another course here. And I would grow the rough if you could grow the rough. Like you have to penalize long hitters. I go back to when they said, well, we're going to tiger-proof Augusta. What did they do? They lengthened it. And I went, so the guy who hits it further than anybody, you're going to lengthen it. That's going to tiger-proof it. You know what would tiger-proof it? If you had, like, some rough there. So when you missed the fairway, you know, you were penalized there. So now you've just taken 20 more golfers out of this because you tiger-proofed it. They jack-proofed it back in the 60s, Jack Nicklaus. Because Jack was hitting the ball so much further than everybody else. Now, what do you do with Bryson DeChambeau? I don't think you can Bryson-proof this place. Yeah, Paul. Do you think
5: that the Masters, that I should say the TV partners, is it CBS and ESPN? Yeah. Do you think that they'll pump in crowd noises and roars, for, or are they going to go natural?
2: Well, they did before. They've pumped in noise.
5: At the Masters? Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
2: I think they pumped in noise. I think, didn't somebody call them out and say... Wait, that's a, a different kind of bird that's not. <whistles> Caw-caw! Caw-caw! <laughs> yeah, there are different sound effects there, but I think somebody called out Google that, Todd, while you're not doing anything. That's actually the uh, piping plover, which we, is not yes, uh, yes. original to the area. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, th- I think that they were called out for piping in some noise there. No, they didn't have that. that well, it is a dog leg left. <laughs> yeah, McLovin. I have this story. Is
6: CBS piping fake birds into its master's coverage, and they talk to a professor who says <laughs> yes, an <laughs> ornithology professor?
2: I would love if they just had, you know, like Jurassic Park <laughs> animals. <laughs> yeah mcwell
6: CBS said that they admitted they did it in the two thousand pga but they will not admit to uh putting in fake birds at Augusta so they used to wait
2: they, they will not admit or they just said no we didn't like they said we did not oh, okay. but they
6: admitted that they put in fake birds at the two thousand one pga or two thousand pga <laughs> recorded bird sounds <laughs>
4: Uh, that I, is the uh falco peregrinus more commonly known as the peregrine falcon not unique <laughs> they're not indigenous to that area
6: therefore well the migratory patterns of november
4: of course was, of was course way
2: different of course <laughs> obviously absolutely <laughs> i still go back to that movie up with russell c-caw, c-caw. have you seen up mclevin up with with who it's a cartoon. Oh, yeah. No. And, uh, balloons on a house.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it, they're it, crying it has, at the opening scene. Oh, yeah. my
2: God. Yeah. Oh, it'll make you cry your eyes out. It's a great movie. You can't movie. help but love Russell. All right. We'll take a break. More phone calls coming up here. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at com. Patriots came back and they won it. So the Jets season is still perfect. Uh, three Mac games coming up tonight. And the NBA season begins December 20th instead of 22nd. And it's one week to go until the draft. Is it just me, or does Lamelo Ball look like Baba Booey from the Howard Stern show
5: <laughs> on the court? Like his, his, no, no, his no, game? Just,
2: just his face. Oh, yeah, he looks he looks a little like uh, Baba Booey. Or a wolf. Both average shooters. Baba Booey, fa fa I was in the Bahamas, and I was with my kids, and I hear this Baba Booey. Baba buoy, and I'm looking around, going, I, I don't know if they're talking to me. Gary Delabate, Baba buoy gets out of the water, and all of these guys were yelling Baba buoy at Gary as he got out of the water. We were on the water slides, or whatever that is, but yeah, uh, you know, they were yelling out Flaw, Flow, Fly, Baba buoy. All right, coming up next, he's one of my favorite writers. He's uh, Wright Thompson, and he's got a book on bourbon. But it's really about family. Well, I'll let, I'll let Wright Thompson. Plus, we had a contest on this show about if you were going to have a drink, a you know, bourbon with a friend of yours, who would it be? And Wright Thompson said he was blown away by the number of entries from our audience. And Wright will read the winner of our contest. And it's a very, very emotional moment. And uh, we'll talk to Wright Thompson, our uh, good buddy. He'll join us coming up next here. It's 21 after the hour. This is The Dan Patrick Show. It's everyone's favorite tournament of the year, golfers in Augusta to compete for the coveted jacket. DraftKings, leader in daily fantasy sports, putting you in the center of the action, giving you a shot to land the green. In this week, uh, DraftKings Contest, give you a shot at $1 million top price. Download, sign up, use promo code SQUAD. If you haven't tried DraftKings, it's really easy. You pick six golfers, you have to stay under the salary cap, so you got to get a couple of surprises in there. Submit your lineup before the tournament tees off. Thursday, sit back, follow the action, and the lower they go, on that leaderboard as far as going low with numbers, red numbers, the closer you get, to winning some green. Download the DraftKings app now. Use the code SQUAD during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action. Free shot at a million dollars top prize. That's uh, code SQUAD. You can get a free shot at one million dollar top prize at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. DraftKings.com for details. Good luck. They have perfected it. You know, that summer afternoon, we're coming into that time of the year, be like, oh, man. Crack one? Yes, or two. Don't look at your watch. Don't look at the clock. Don't look at the calendar. You know. Miller Lite, the great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can pretty much find it anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories, fewer carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite.
1: This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom
2: in IMAX, now playing and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18-PLUS in most
0: eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick6states. Void where prohibited. See terms at
2: pick slash promos. It's like Oprah's book club, Jim Gray Last Hour on talking to goats and we'll talk to Wright thompson his book is uh pappy land story of family fine bourbon and things that last he'll join us here in a moment this segment brought to you by mercedes amg what's the difference between an amg skeptic and an amg believer a split second That's the time it takes to fire up the ignition. Step on the gas and hear that engine roar. Go to MBUSA.com slash AMG, Mercedes AMG driving performance. Let me get to Steve in Illinois, and then we'll get to Wright Thompson. Hi, Steve. What's on your mind today?
1: What's up, Dan? First time, long time, 5'10", and a slender 158. Love the show. You guys do phenomenal work. I thought I'd call in and when you guys were talking about Pappy Van Winkle, my father runs a liquor store and I worked there for several years. So I went through many Pappy Van Winkle days and bourbon County days and all that thought after beer. I know Hetty Topper is the big one out by you guys. We can't get it really out here, but I go back to what my boss once told me about like allocated beer and how people obsess over what they can have. He told me one day, he was like, Steven, If you couldn't find crap anywhere and we had crap, people would be knocking down our doors, begging for our crap.
2: (laughs) Thank you, Stephen. We make the smooth segue to Wright Thompson, ESPN senior writer. The new book is Pappy Land, a story of family fine bourbon and things that last available beginning today online and wherever books are sold and a reason to drink bourbon for the last four years while writing this book. Well done, Wright Thompson. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great, man. All right. So the idea is hatched. How, when,
3: where, why? You know, at first it was like, maybe if I wrote a book about this guy, I could get some of this stuff. Uh, But it turns out that like, I kept waiting to be shown like the mystery supply, but it doesn't exist. It's so rare that the Van Winkles themselves barely have it. And I just started going up there and hanging out with him. And I wasn't sure what the book was going to be. And I'm sure you've experienced this, the conversations I was having about, know he was going through a cancer fight i just uh had our first child and the conversations we were having about his father and my father and the kind of parent i wanted to be those felt as much of the part of the story of the whiskey as the whiskey itself and and so the book was born it's a it's sort of a winding together of the history of the van winkle brand and of kentucky bourbon with you know like my wife read it for the first time, and I, I was trying to tell her my grand literary theory for it, and she was like, "Oh, you wrote Eat, Pray, Love for dads." <laughs> and I was like, "Damn it! Like that's not. Don't tell anyone that. It's like, not. You're gonna kill my any street cred I had is gone." Uh, but uh, it really is an exploration of inheritance and of you know the things that the things we inherit from our fathers and the things we want to pass on to our children.
2: When did Pappy become something bigger than just a bourbon? You
3: know, in 1997, it got this famous 99 score. And I don't even really know how those things are rated, but people went nuts for it. And for years, Julian Van Winkle, who makes it, had just been going deeper and deeper into debt to keep this thing alive. The short story is his grandfather, Pappy Van Winkle, started the Stitzel-Weller distillery, and then Julian's father lost it. And so Julian had spent his whole life just hanging on by his fingernails in the whiskey business to the point that this year he is finally paying off the last of those loans. So 2021 will be the first year in the black. Oh, wow. Like that's how long it took. And so they got this score and all of a sudden people went crazy for it. And everyone realized what a small group of aficionados had always known, which was, this was the best stuff in a bottle in the world. And now, I mean, as you know, as that guy was just saying, it's almost impossible to find. I mean, I'm raffling off nine bottles of it this week at book events, and, like, people are buying 10 tickets. Like, it's the response to those raffle tickets is pretty astonishing.
2: Also, when you're talking to Pappy, people think that he's the one that jacks up the prices on the secondary market. And he's not – I don't know what a regular – let's say a 23-year-aged – bottle of pappy what would that go for what's a regular price for that and then the secondary
3: it should be 270 to 300 dollars. and the secondary market is starts at three grand and just keeps going up i mean it's really crazy and julian will tell you no bourbon is worth three thousand dollars you know i mean it's like you know it's a it's a stretch at 300 so it was pretty interesting to be inside that and uh and see them sort of deal with people who think they're getting rich when they're not.
2: Why Kentucky? Why is Kentucky the, the, the home of bourbon?
3: You know, American whiskey started, it was rye whiskey in New York state and then in Pennsylvania. And then, uh, you know, the big Alexander Hamilton, George Washington fight over the whiskey tax was really, I mean, the seeds of the 2020 election were planted then. And the whiskey tax was designed by someone who lived in a city, who sort of thought it was a syntax. And George Washington understood that making whiskey was how farmers who lived way out in the middle of nowhere kept their crops from rotting. And so all those people migrated from Pennsylvania down to Kentucky, because there was a time when Kentucky was the Montana of America. It was the wild frontier. And so all of those farmers moved from New York to Pennsylvania and then down to Kentucky.
2: How would you describe that first taste of Pappy Van Winkle for those who probably will never get that opportunity?
3: You know, even when they, before the taste, I mean, even when they pour it in the glass, and I'm not one of those wine guys who can, you know, like, I'm not, you know, I don't know how to do that. So this is a pretty amateur opinion, but just looking at it, going in the glass, the viscosity of it is different. I mean, I write about this a lot in Pappy Land, just watching people have it. Do you know what I mean? Like the bucket list aspect of it, you can tell when it's poured that it's not the crap you were drinking in college. Can you take tours of, of Pappy Land? You can, you can go to the Buffalo trace distillery. It's actually really cool. Uh, I would not recommend doing it after a night of hard drinking. I took a friend's bachelor (laughs) party there one time and you step out of the car, man, and it is overpowering smell of whiskey. Uh, but no, the tours are fabulous. It's the Buffalo trace distillery. You sort of come down a hill. It's like a time machine. I mean, you know, so much of bourbon and the people who love it is associated with nostalgia, Uh, I read somewhere recently, nostalgia comes from the Greek words for home and pain. And that sort of feels perfect when you think about a glass of bourbon and remembering your father or, uh, you know, a toast to people who are no longer here and, you know, exploring why bourbon means that thing to us is a big part of the book.
2: Is there bourbon snobbery? Did you uh, encounter that?
3: You know, it's interesting. There's so much bourbon snobbery. Uh, and I was sort of making fun of him, and Julian, I mean, Julian shut me down pretty good because he was just like, Hey man, who are you to tell somebody how to enjoy something? If the thing they like about it is being a purist about it, then like live and let live man. Uh, and I learned from that actually. I mean, I spent a lot of time around Julian and he's a pretty remarkable guy. Uh, uh, and you know, like if I have a business decision in the future or a family thing, he's somebody I would call sort of like a father figure. Uh, You know, I lost my father young and I think a lot of people that that happens to spend a lot of time trying to replace that and looking for people who serve that role in their lives. And so, you know, very early on, I knew I didn't just wanna write the history of Van Winkle. I wanted to write about the four years I spent with Julian because of that very reason, because the most interesting parts to me were just riding shotgun with him and hearing how he thought about things.
2: Yeah, it presents itself as a, it's about bourbon, but it's not about bourbon. It's it's about lives. It's about families. It's about fathers. It's about sharing a moment there. You have thoroughbred racing that's also intertwined in this as well. So there's, you know, it's typical, right, Thompson, that you you got different layers going on, and, and it, I really enjoyed it. It was a, a, a quick read, an easy read, a great read. It's called Pappy Land. The story of family, fine bourbon, and things that last available beginning today, both online and wherever books are sold. Are you going to the Masters?
3: You know, I was going to the Masters, and then I had a uh, two-week early daughter Friday. So I am, uh, I am no longer going to the Masters. Uh, I am instead dealing with the utter chaos in my house of the arrival of Louise Thompson.
2: So you got two under the age of two? two under the age of 3. So oh. I need the Pappy Van Winkle. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife like, might have needed that at childbirth. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Instead of those jello cubes, you would have just had
3: bourbon cubes. That's what I really I, I dropped the ball on that, Dan.
2: I and you know, it's going to be so strange with no patrons there and the masters in November. Uh it's still going to look the same, probably sound the same to a certain degree except for the patrons, but I was surprised they didn't try to incorporate any kind of group there or give people an opportunity. You'd never get a chance to go there. I like there's nobody going to be there. That ambiance is really what separates it from every other tournament.
3: It's going to be really strange. You know, uh, ESPN had the, uh, the I'm sure, you know, Tim Horgan and Bluefoot, but like the guys who do all those bumps and teases, they were just there a week ago and I was sort of expecting the place to look different because it was fall and he called the first day was like, this is so weird. I don't know what they've done. These guys are miracle workers. The course (laughs) looks exactly like it would look in April. I mean, like these guys, like seasons have no dominion over whoever's running that (laughs) golf course. It's pretty (laughs) remarkable.
2: We had a contest that was, uh, well, you had a contest that you incorporated our show and you uh, invited our listeners to write who they would have. Well, give us the context of it. And then uh, if you want to paraphrase the winning letter.
3: Yeah, man, we were talking uh, a couple of months ago and uh, I just sort of said, look, tell me who you would drink a bottle of Pappy with and why? Because I feel like that question gets at the heart of what the book is about, which is about community and friendship and loss and regret and longing and home. And I don't know, man, you do these things and I expected to get a couple of them. And I mean, one of the things, I mean, you know, this very well, and Todd knows this, but the people that listen to your show, it's a real community of people and, uh, they're loyal. Uh, they, they love it. And uh, I certainly didn't realize that until these these letters started pouring in and like my wife and I would sit there and read them and every one was more moving than the one that came before. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to pick. And ultimately, I got one today. is the Marine Corps birthday, uh, which is a big deal in the Marine Corps, and uh, I got a letter from a. uh, I don't want to call him a former Marine because they get really upset about that. (laughs) But like, I've done that in print, and you will only do that once because the emails start flooding in. And so, but he is a retired. He, I don't know what he's not a Marine Corps officer. He's not active. Correct. Okay. And uh, but he uh, told me that his name is Ted Hubbard. And he told me that he wanted to drink a bottle of Pappy with the father of one of his Marines who was killed in Afghanistan. And he sent me this picture of he and three of his Marines, including Seth Sharp, who was killed in action, as they're leaving on the mission from which Seth wouldn't return. I mean, he makes the hair stand up on my arms. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said he wanted to drink this bottle with Seth's father, Rick. And I just thought that like that instinct and impulse flows through the very heart of everything the book is trying to be. Mm. And so we sent him a bottle. He's got it right now. And uh, I sort of feel like, I mean, jokes aside, man, anything else that happens from this is gravy. Like to be able to send one of these things and have it serve its true purpose. I mean, Julian is over the moon at it because as opposed to someone collecting it and it getting dust in a cabinet like a trophy, this is going to be someone, you know, using it for its purpose in the world. And it's just, it really does say something about the community of people on this show because I was stunned at the response. I mean, a lot of people, like, I don't know how many people listen to this, Dan, but, uh, uh It's a lot because I was stunned at the response.
2: Yeah, I'd keep getting these updates from Wright. He'd be like, they're not stopping. Like, we're getting more letters. Oh, it's so hard to pick a winner. And then I went, great. I I was glad that my audience responded to something that I thought
3: was really important. Uh, Next sports story you're working on? I have an Archie Manning profile coming out on ESPN that I feel like is... For someone who's been written about as much as Archie Manning, I feel like this is probably 8,000 new words about Archie Manning. So I'm pretty excited about that. It feels wholly new. And, uh, man, we are all masters all the time. I was up last night recording voiceovers. I uh, was talking about silence. That's the, we're leaning into it, Dan. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, well done, as always. Uh, great Thank to talk you. to you again. What's your
3: next book? Man, I got a couple of things I'm kicking around. Uh, we actually... Uh, I'm You're going to do for... the
2: history of Coors Light? Is that what you said? Well, I think I was going to
3: do the history of Bush Light uh, because <laughs> I, I only find products here.
2: <laughs> no, do you have... Wait, you don't want to tell me? Is this something you wanna tell me well, in private? I,
3: I have a, yeah, I have a couple of things I'm kicking around. I'm also hoping uh, that the Dan Patrick audience buys so many of these books that I get to go back to Penguin and like make them triple their money. Oh, so we're... Oh, uh, oh. Yeah, so okay. you are hereby deputized. <laughs>
2: congrats on daughter number two
3: thank you so much man we're really really excited
2: now when you get to your third daughter then contact me and then i'll help you
3: oh you have three yes Uh, all right right, i'm not joking like i have lots of questions how (laughs) old are they they are in their 20s so is everybody out of the house they never leave they never leave Yes. that's good and bad i like i like the idea of like, we have a little kid running around here talking about her baby Hista. And it's the cool, like, I'm over the moon about Well, it, I got
2: a, a 22-year-old who said, I said, what are you going to do when you graduate from school? And she said, I'm thinking of staying at home, living at home till I'm 30. And I said, okay. Like, I, I, don't, I love having them home, and girls are the best. And, and the, the, the advice I always give to people is, listen. If you're a dad, listen to your daughters. You don't have to lecture. You don't have to do anything other than listen because they'll tell you everything you want to hear if they think you're listening and not lecturing.
3: Well, that's actually really good advice. Uh, I mean, I'm uh, and use that with your wife as well, by the way. Just listen. I've already screwed that up. And
2: have bourbon, have bourbon on on hand
3: as well. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Lots of
2: it. Uh, Good luck with the book. Right. Great to talk to you as always, buddy.
3: Thank you so much, Dan. Thanks, and guys.
2: So Wright Thompson, ESPN senior writer, of the new book, "Pappy Land, A Story of Family, Fine Bourbon, and Things That Last. Uh, it's well done. And uh, as I said, it's really about family, about fathers. Uh, you know, he does incorporate the bourbon in there, and he also brings in thoroughbred racing as well, it takes place in, uh, in Kentucky. But uh, well done. And he's a great writer as well. Back after this last call for phone calls, what we learn, what's in store tomorrow and an update on the Cameron crazies that they're not going to be crazy about. Have that next. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, nine until noon, Eastern six to nine Pacific on Fox sports radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio radio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app.
7: All right, everybody game off.
4: You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun.
1: Enter the kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and in theaters everywhere.
2: Get tickets now. You've probably put this off long enough. It's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your game. Touring tires for commuting comfort. How about performance tires for sporty handling? All-terrain if you're going on and off-road adventuring. Go to TireRack.com and get started. You're not sure where to begin? I suggest the easy-to-use tire decision guide. Get a personalized tire recommendation, the right tires for how and what and where you drive. Choose from the full lineup of Toyo tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you, or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They bring the tires to your home or office and install them on site. Go to TireRack.com slash Dan. You'll see the Toyo test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews. And be sure to check out all the current special offers. Great tires and a great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com/slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. As you may have realized, I watch a lot of sports, like a lot.
0: That's why I like Prime Video. It has all my live sports and docs in one app, like Giannis, The Marvelous Journey, and the National Women's Soccer League, both included with Prime.
2: Looking at the betting lines, entertainment purposes only. And we might have some blowouts, Bowling.
5: Dan, your Ohio Bobcats are favored by 27 and a hook over Akron. Uh, Kent State, Golden Flashes by 20 and a half Mm. over Bowling Green. Tough start for Bowling Green. And the game of the night, though, Miami-Ohio versus Buffalo should be a good one.
2: Duke will not have fans for its basketball games due to coronavirus. The Cameron Crazies have been sidelined as the college sports world continues to wrestle with the impact of the coronavirus. Duke announced today, no fans. Cameron Indoor Stadium for men's and women's basketball games. Uh, the school has not allowed fans at home for football games either. Yes, Paulie?
5: How about one fan? One person to represent the Cameron Crazies, like the <laughs> leader, the, the president, the and that person makes all the heckling and all the noise.
2: How about you have one, like uh, on end. one side, like all four areas, like, you know, so four underneath people. the hoop. Yeah, yeah, underneath both hoops, and then on the side, you know, right at the uh, tip off. They coordinate area. their chance. Yes, and they get painted, face painted. Yeah, McLovin.
6: I can't think of one guy who's in college basketball. This year off the top no. of my head, it feels so distant <laughs> without the tournament I know, last year.
2: It, it, it's <laughs> like Zion Williamson sucked the life out of college basketball. And then no tournament last year, therefore we don't we're not really inspired by this NBA draft coming up in a week. you're going uh, you know, one of the Ball brothers, James Wiseman that's you know and and who's the kid from uh, Georgia? Anthony, Anthony Edwards, Edwards who's not actor. even the most famous Anthony Edwards <laughs> the guy from ER is yes. Fox and F- Goose in uh, uh, whatever, Top Gun, yes. FS1
6: is airing a game with Bronny James and Imani Bates in the next Ooh, couple of
2: weeks. i okay. No, I'm like, in, I'm we know those same. guys
6: a lot more than the college yes. guys out.
2: Yeah, Bates, yeah. I mean, Bronny is obviously an exception. Is Bates a senior or junior? <laughs> He's still a junior. Oh, my gosh. Can he go to college early? Can It's like going pro. I think,
6: where what what are the pros coming out of high school? That's happening again.
2: Soon. Soon. I think after next season. Craig in Florida joins us. Hey, Craig, what's on your mind today?
1: Long-time listener, first-time caller, Five ten two hundred 200 pounds. I wanted to thank you for the Alex Tribute tribute yesterday and the second question i had just for you guys when you're back in the mothership and did the baseball highlights who started the whiff it was a great theater thank you uh, all right. Well,
2: thank you craig yeah i did it was based off playing wiffle ball in my backyard with my younger brother dave and whenever i would strike him out it wasn't enough that i struck him out it was the whiff and it was based off wiffle ball uh jeff in detroit hi jeff and then we'll get to this day in sports history hey jeff
7: Hey, Dad, real quick, you dumped on Dr. J, man. That would be in my obituary. Here lies Patrick, Love, Five Nation, Full Cell University, ESPN, Great, and dumped on Dr. J. My question to you is this, though. In anticipations of the offseason quarterback carousel, so are we living in the golden age of quarterbacks? Because I can't remember this many good quarterbacks being around. You got Breeze, Brady, Ben, still doing their thing. You got the mid level quarterbacks, Matt Stafford, Matt Ryan, you know, depending on where Matt Stafford goes next 49ers, he could be looking good. And you are talking to a guy who had to suffer through names like Joey Harrington, Scott Mitchell, you know, Gus Farratt. How are we living in the golden age of quarterbacks right now?
2: Yeah, it feels like, thank you, Jeff. It feels like we have more quarterbacks than we have jobs. That there are a lot of good quarterbacks. You got two more, at least two more coming in who will probably start right away. And then you are probably going to get four first Round drafted quarterbacks. Yes, McLeod. Even the guys everyone thought
6: was probably going to be a... Like, Justin Herbert is ready already. Everyone's like, oh, he's a raw product. Josh Allen, everyone's like, he's a raw product. And they're ready immediately. It's weird. Kyler Murray.
2: How did I have such a high opinion of Josh Rosen? Oh, everybody did. He went number 10 overall. Yeah, I know. It felt like he was more prepared for the NFL than Josh Allen was with Buffalo. But And Josh Allen is, is still a work in progress. But, man, the ceiling he has is a pretty high ceiling. It's just I think he's still learning to play the position. Yeah, McClellan.
6: It's true. Josh Rosen was smart, smart. But maybe football smart and book smart are not the same thing.
2: Yeah. And he rubbed people the wrong way, I think, with his personality. Uh, this day in sports history, Paulie? 1928, Newt Rockney, the head coach of Notre Dame, did his
5: win-one-for-the-Gipper speech at halftime of a tied game between Notre Dame and Army. He also used it again two other times later that season.
2: Overrated.
5: <laughs>
2: Newt Rockney. Newt, Canute Rockney. Todd, what'd you learn today?
6: If you don't want anyone to actually drink your expensive booze at your Christmas party, do not leave it out on display.
2: Absolutely, because they'll do it. Uh, McLevin. Jim Gray and Richard Dixon story. Great. That was a great story. Now, Seton O'Connor. The Pappy Van Winkles aren't getting rich. No, they not. Secondary market is, Paulie.
5: Ray Thompson's next book is going to be on like Bojangles or Chick-fil-A.
2: What we learned, brought to you by 1-800-Flowers. Safest way to celebrate fall birthdays this year, 1-800-Flowers.com. Right now, order a dozen multicolored roses, extra bouquet, just twenty nine ninety nine. To order, go to 1-800-Flowers.com, click on the radio icon, enter the code PATRICK. Thanks for joining us. Had fun today. Talk to you tomorrow.